I am not really sure what I expected uh, for Christmas Eve in the year 2020. I'm not sure uh, what you were expecting either. I mean, I think I wanted the music, you know, the, the, the whole show, the, the pizzazz. I wanted to take, like, the, the pictures with the family. I wanted some sort of semblance of normalcy. And, of course, I get this. <laughs> I get, like, a virtual Christmas Eve, which is, I don't think anyone was, was uh, um, like, expecting that. Um, I get to settle for something that I was not uh, expecting at all. I wonder if you're the same way. I wonder if these uh, times, this uh, season that we're in, has changed your expectations, has sort of shifted things around for you. And I wonder also if uh, Mary and Joseph, all that time ago, um, dealt with some shifting and changing expectations. I mean, we expect things to to go a particular way, and, and when they don't, we have to, to pivot and change and adjust our expectations. And so tonight on this uh, strange evening of uh, Christmas Eve, of this strange year of 2020, and this strange socially distanced, awkward virtualness, um, I want to talk about two things. I want to talk about our expectations, those things that we have, and I want to talk about the whole entire reason for this season. What is it that we remember and proclaim and believe on Christmas? Because if we're honest, Mary and Joseph had expectations about what their baby boy was going to be like, uh, who he was going to be and and what he was going to do and how they were going to raise him. Mary had hopes and dreams. The angel gave her some of those hopes and dreams. And then, of course, Mary and Joseph sort of projected their hopes and dreams onto their child like we all do for our children. But if 2020 has taught us anything, if it could grant us any wisdom at all, let it be that we should not project our own desires onto things, but that we would uh, seek to take each day as a gift and look with fresh eyes and eager expectations, new and exciting ways to meet God and all these interesting opportunities. Because that's what the season is all about. It's about meeting God in different expectations. The season is all about seeing God where you don't expect it, and meeting God there, and allowing God to work in you. This season, this Christmas time, is all about the light and the dark, and God breaking in and upending our expectations. So as we take a look at this first uh, bit, this sort of this light and dark theme that we see in this time of year, uh, it's a very powerful motif in all of Scripture. If you look at the book of Genesis, our Scriptures begin with God separating the light and the dark. It's the first thing that God does. And the ancient rabbis used to say that humankind has spent the rest of their life trying to figure out the difference between the two. And if you look at the very, very end of the Bible in Revelation, there's a great city and there's a light at the center of that city, but there is no sun as we know it providing the light. Rather, that light is God, God's self being the light. So there's this interplay of light and darkness and humanity in the middle of that, trying to figure out which way is up and where the light is and how to live into the light. 
This interplay of light and darkness in the scriptures generally plays out in uh, morality, right? Nicodemus in the Gospel of John comes to Jesus at night. And then uh, it is the prophet Isaiah that says, the people who have sat in darkness have seen a great light. Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus breaks into this manger in the backwaters of the Roman Empire and shines light for all to see. It's the wise men who travel and uh, kind of trace out this path of a star that's casting light and they go and seek the light of the world. Light and darkness is this powerful motif that surprises us and changes our expectations in this season. But I wonder what, what 2020 has been for you. Because for me, uh, 2020 certainly has been a season of darkness. It's been um, a strange time. Those of you who know my family know that we were recently um, recovered from COVID, and it was just a weird time to be at home in quarantine again, (laughs) trying to figure out which way's up and what day of the week it is. And it just feels like gloom and just shuffling through sort of the monotony of it all. And when you finally break out of that, it's like a a cloud is lifted. And that's what the incarnation is. It's like this cloud being lifted and God breaking in, greeting us fresh and new. And so I wonder if you resonate with the words of Isaiah. I wonder if you resonate those words, those people have been sitting in darkness, have seen a great light. Have you been sitting in darkness? Has 2020 been a year of darkness for you? Man, I certainly think so. But God is good, and God is breaking into the darkness and upending our expectations left and right. And so what are we to do with this light that we have seen? What is the charge to us? What is our, uh, the thing that we need to remember in this season? What are we supposed to do about this light that's broken in and upended our expectations and turned everything Upside down. How are we to respond to the Christ child born to us this day? Well, I want us to sit with three things I think that we can do with this light that's breaking in and uh, changing our expectations. The first is we should accept the light, it's a, it's a free gift from God. The second is we should allow it to illuminate our lives, that is, that we should walk in the light. And the third is, is that we should share that light with others. So, that first part is just accepting that the light is good. It's not something you have to run from. It's not something that you even have to create yourself. It's something that God gives us freely. And it's something that uh, guides us, guides our steps, guides our hearts, and guides our minds and our actions day in and day out. God wants it to illuminate our lives, that we should become people who reflect faith, hope, and love. These are the characteristics of the light, if you will as opposed to uh, being the the gloomy darkness and sort of going about sulking and um, not having any expectation or hope for the future. This light changes who we are. It changes the posture of our hearts. It changes the attitude that we engage each other, both in person and virtually. That we become people of faith, hope, and love, joy, peace and patience and goodness. All these fruits of the Spirit are things that are transformed because of the light of God, not only in the world, but in our hearts. And the last charge for us, I think, is to share this light with others. It would be one thing to sort of go through 2020 and to be like, I have all the answers, I've been illuminated, I'm good, Um, bah humbug everybody else. 
But really, we're charged to share the light that's breaking in now with other people. It can be something small, something really small, like um, sending this video to a friend. You never know who needs to hear an encouraging world, uh, word in these strange times. It can be something small, like um, FaceTiming your mom, uh, writing a, a, an encouraging letter to a neighbor, picking up the phone and calling a friend that you haven't talked to in a long time and just saying, hey, I know 2020 has been one of those strange times, but I wanted to reach out and see how you're doing. As we faithfully walk out uh, what God has called us to, as we engage that light breaking into the world, that's Jesus Christ, I think God is calling us to share that light with others. And so I want to encourage you to do that this Christmas season, that you would remember why we do all of this, that it is to celebrate the birth of the Christ child, and it is to remember that darkness is fading and the light is here, and it is Jesus Christ, and it is a free gift for all of us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen.